Welcome to the Wildlands. What's up everyone? I'm Matt. And I'm David. And today we're going to talk about proper game licensing, where to find them, and also what you need to start your season off on the right foot, as well as early season fishing, how early is too early, what to look for to call it a day or stay. Also, stay tuned near the end of the show because we'll give you insight on our product of the day. So let's jump right into it. So if we were to look at, like, uh, let's say we're going to say hello to everybody and everything like that. And we'd also like to thank everyone for listening in as this is actually our inaugural uh, episode for, you know, Wildlands Entertainment and Wildlands as it is. So we'd like to just jump into a little bit of what we are, what we do, and also a little bit of who we are and uh, what got us into this. All right. So, uh, you know, I've been a professional hunting and fishing guide here uh, since I'm 18. So that's given, what, 20, about 15 years now. Uh, working started off guiding with my father, which uh, has owned a hunting lodge. I now own a uh, own and operate a fishing outfitter here in Bathurst, New Brunswick. Uh, I've been around hunting and fishing, you know, most of my life. And uh, just want to share my opinion, knowledge, and insight on, on different things everything that's outdoors absolutely and me myself uh, i've i mean i'm part of the uh, drift fishing scene uh, partner uh, myself and my my business partner francis from uh, drummondville we uh, we operate uh, you know pretty much everywhere we travel around video docuseries things like that of everything that's possible out there and what i'd like to do is uh, just mention out that it's been you know right now we've got a hectic situation for everybody in this type of you know COVID-19 thing and stuff like that so for both myself and Matt or Matt and myself you know we decided to do this to be able to bring you know that information to those that you know you guys are stuck where you are or you're stuck in your province or so on and so forth and as we are as we are and what we wanted to do is we wanted to be able to just like bring information out to you guys and, you know, give you something to uh, pass the time, have some fun, you know, things like that. So with that, I think we should jump right into the very first topic of the day. So we were talking about proper game licensing, you know, where to find them and also, you know, how to start off your, your season, hunting season or fishing season, whichever. Start it off on the right foot. So I'm going to let Matt take this one. All right. Well, uh, I... Here in the province of New Brunswick, I mean, we've transferred over to e-licensing in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, that being said, I mean, most people that, that have been hunting uh, around here have all transferred over their stuff and got their uh, their proper cards and everything so they can get their license. But uh, new hunters or non-residents uh, all need to go through this, pro- this process of getting what we call the outdoors card. And, um, you know, obviously, if you know you're coming hunting here... Uh, I recommend, I strongly recommend to do all this prior to getting here just to speed everything up. And I mean, your outfitter then can, uh, your outfitter, your friend or your guide, uh, depending on what you're hunting, if you need a, an outfitter or a guide actually, uh, can just simplify the process for you to get um, your license once you get here. Absolutely. And I think like what e-licensing came out, like what, two, maybe like four years ago, yeah. four or five years ago it came four, out. Or, I, think, I mean, yeah. that it actually became popular. And I think the, like the advantage to that is really the accessibility that it gave everyone just to be able to get your licensing straight off of the internet. Because I mean, like we were saying, not everybody has that no, that, that time frame to be able to go to the, the DNR office or, yeah. or things like that and 
to register at, at five. Otherwise, you're missing time off work. So really, for everybody that is uh, resident and stuff like that, it's a huge advantage. And I would say that also it's a huge advantage for those that are non-resident as well because, I mean, you can always just go look for those things straight off the internet. Yeah. And you'll still pay some non-resident fees. That, uh, that of it, course. It doesn't exclude that. No. But, I mean, it still does make things a lot more simple. And I'm not 100% sure because, I mean... Uh were residents, but I'm I'm thinking that you can probably actually purchase your license as a non-resident even before you get here. So when you get here, you actually already have it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm well, not a hundred percent sure absolutely. on that one. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, actually, no, you can because uh, when Francis, uh, you know, when he came down for salmon fishing and, and also for trout fishing, his license he got it off of the internet like a long time before. Really? Even arriving? Oh. Yeah, he already had everything cool done ready you know and it just made things so much more simple Uh, we were coming up from down well we were coming down from up north and it just made things so much more simple awesome yeah and i mean you know when we talk about like where to find them when we're talking about where to find your proper licenses we're we're talking about the you know e-licensing so that's online but if we were to say like not go online where can you know where could we find that I mean, you can always still go to the DNR office, and I mean, there's there's sale points for for licensing, and technically, all they're doing is still doing the e licensing right there on site, which means you still need your outdoors card, and you still need everything. So if you do not get it before coming in, or you're a new hunter and you don't get it before you go to the these uh, points of sale, they're gonna do the exact same process you can do from your living room. So that's why I, I strongly recommend that if you are going to do it and you have access to the internet, just do it beforehand. It saves you a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if we were to look into, uh, you know, the legality of the whole thing, we talk about proper game licensing. I mean, when, when I say proper game licensing, I just want everybody to understand that I'm also talking about fishing licensing as well. Yeah. Game, wild game, everything. When it comes to the proper licensing, I know that there is this huge, well, not a huge hiccup, but like the province has a certain way of doing things that, you know, Matt has informed me of. And that would be actually that it's set up so that you have to pretty much buy every single license yeah. just to be if you want to If you want to hunt all year long. Yeah, if you want to be you legit, can you got to have all Yeah, you can hunt all year long. But this being said, um, certain seasons uh, allow you to hunt varmint uh, if you buy your deer license, you can hunt varmint even when you're not in deer season. Mm-hmm. But if you buy your bear license, you can hunt varmint only during bear season. Yeah. So you can also just buy a varmint license, which is needed to hunt until deer season opens. So technically, like you say, they made it that if you want to hunt year-round, you have to buy all three licenses that can be bought in the province. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like what, right now we have the moose draw that started today. Yep. All right. I say today. For you guys, it might be a little bit. You might yeah, if be you're listening. non-resident. If, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're not April listening to 21st. it like, today, well, yeah. today is, a, you know, May 21st. So May 21st. May sorry. 21st. Jeez, so I lost a month in this he, COVID thing. He's already lost a month. And uh, I mean, it, you know, it, it's already something that's like huge, widely popular. Everybody's already jumping all over the situation. Well, the situation, this this draw uh, that we have down here yep. compared to everybody else. But I mean, you know, we also have what we got bear licenses starting right now. Bear is open right now. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, which, does does bear license though? Does that actually cover varmint license for right now? If they would yes. purchase that, yes, during the bear season, which runs till June twenty seventh, I believe. Okay, so see yeah. right there, then in there, it gives you an idea. Like we were saying earlier, you can get a license which will cover another species, but you gotta watch out. You gotta watch out because that will end at the time that that license ends. Exactly. And then if you do go for, say, varmint hunting or different things like that, and you're not in the proper legality of the thing because you think you bought a license or whatnot, and you're just going to get screwed over. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Because it does say on the license varmint. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people don't know that it's only good for that season. Because like I say, the deer and small game bird license, varmint continues after those two seasons close. Yeah. Which makes things confusing. Exactly. So <laughs> this is a shout out to the province to try to fix that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Anyways, what um, you know, what I'd like to also look into is, uh, you know, like we say, to be on the right foot, carry it around. Should you carry it around your license or should you actually, you know, if you, if you registered on e-licensing, are you in the clear? Like, can you say that, like, look, I got my outdoors card. I'm going hunting. I bought it off of the internet. I didn't have a printer. I had no ink because this has happened to me before for fishing licenses. Yeah, of Am I going to be in the wrong if I get caught or stopped and they ask for that? Um, up to this year, yes, you would have been. But again, because of the COVID-19 situation that's going on, the DNR did approve this year only or, well, this year for sure. I don't know if they're going to continue this or not. But if you do save it on your mobile device, you are completely legal for 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Matt, I think, uh, you know, what would be interesting is, uh, well, we're going to look into this also. Uh, what do you have, like, as, as opinions and different things like that? Because, I mean, like, you look, you know, uh, you were we were just talking earlier about how your dad uh, had also some game cameras up because bear season's starting up. So this is something that's, like, super important to, yep. you know, your entourage and everything like that and also to mine. But, like, for instance, is there any, like, news or things like that that are... Well, right now, um, obviously, we're we're still in, in some snow. I mean, the bears are out of hibernation, but it's still making things a little difficult to get in there. Uh, but the bears are out, and uh, we still cannot make it to all our hunting spots, again, because of the snow. But this is, this is a normal thing up in northern New Brunswick. I mean, if anybody knows where we are, yep. we have a lot of snow. Yes, we do. <laughs> so uh, this is a normal thing. The bears are out and they're active. And I mean, this one spot we got, we checked the cameras today. They were out for four days and we have had at least seven different bears on camera already within four days. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So now like if we look into uh, our second topic, we were talking about early season fishing. When is it too early? When should you stay and when should you go? There's a whole bunch of signs that are out there for that type of, you know, subject, I would say. And it, like <laughs> you and I, we've both been yeah. through this, and especially this season for the start off season. Like it, Bathurst early season is just horrid. It's like trying to, to, to fish off of melting ice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's just, yeah, it's no, just not, you're, you're there to sink. <laughs> you're, you're there to enjoy the outdoors or the wildlands if i if i may yeah <laughs> but i mean the fishing unfortunately early, early season does not exist in within about an hour from where we at we're at yeah no <laughs> yeah 
I mean, and then you're in you're in the Miramichi region, and then you have fishing there like there. It's insane. A month before us, exactly. Then, you know, exactly. But again, because geographically, uh, we're talking, our rivers are going to be high for another two or three weeks, <laughs> and then all yep. of a sudden they're going to be low. Oh yeah, they, it, they don't gradually go down. It's, it's like it, super high yeah, to they disappear. <laughs> yeah, they literally disappear. But they just then, disappear. Uh, fishing gets really good because the pools get full. Yeah, well, but I mean, early season fishing for us, unfortunately, is is practically non-existent but i mean a lot most places do have early season fishing yeah which is why we decided to talk about this maybe you guys your your location permits it which i hope for you guys you know because <laughs> yeah. our season opens here april 15th usually on this a usual year, basis this yeah. year was not because of covid19 yeah absolutely but what happens with that is that april 15th for the province of new brunswick our rivers are still frozen solid yeah, like, and our lakes are frozen solid. I mean, even when the season opened up on April fifteenth, I don't think I was even planning on, no. on doing any type of exit. You know, no, you know, no, it was impossible. excursions of that side. It was physically it's, impossible. It was, it was impossible. We had snow everywhere, and I mean, we just went out what May, a few days ago, and we're yeah, we May out, whatever yeah. you know twentieth or whatnot or twenty or nineteenth, and there's still snow, and the <laughs> rivers are unwalkable. You can't wade the rivers right now. I mean, you're getting pushed around, so. They're unwalkable, yeah. and uh, apparently when you sink in snow, you also lose things. You lose things in the middle of the woods, <laughs> and you have to go back the next day to try and find them. Yes, yes. that happens. That, that does happen. Unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, no, for sure. And, you know, like we were saying, uh, different things to look for. Uh, in my opinion, like when you're looking for things such as signs of when it, you should stay and when you should go, you have to keep in mind that like when we talk about early season fishing, you're going to have high rivers. You're going to have rapid rivers. You're going to have, you cold know, cold water, cold water, for rapid us. water. Yeah. Cold water for us. And people got to look for those type of signs. When you get to a river and you start seeing that there is just so much volume getting down that, the mouth of the river, you can decide that you want to go fishing, but there's just no reason. There's no, like, in, in my opinion, there is no reason to actually keep going Unless you got something that's going to sink to the bottom. And, and even and even then. And, yeah. and first of all, always think safety in that case too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like I've, I personally know people that have got caught in very bad situations. I've know some, known some that have unfortunately passed away during fishing out, outings, you know, for trying to do something that they should not have done. And, uh, you know, just that's one thing is be safe on top of everything in any outdoor activity, obviously, but. You know, water, water's dangerous. Yeah, especially like, you know, we're talking about fast running waters. And in our region, like in our city and its limits that are all the way around, uh, when you're looking at melting ice and stuff like that, you really have to watch out because oh, sometimes you're going to get one of those chunks of ice that you're just going to be running right it's down. It's happened to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, you're, you're standing right in this way. It's not, it's not the easiest thing to get out of rapid water without looking like a, you know. Yeah. I was about to say a seal out of water, but a seal's pretty good even out of water. Good, yeah. <laughs> but not just that. I mean, cold water temperatures. You know, people don't don't think about it. If you've hiked up a river and you fall in the river at the water temperatures that are there and you have to get out of there, like, I mean, hypothermia is a real thing as well. So, oh, like, yeah. Your body like temperature goes down. I mean, we are talking about early season fishing, but we're also talking about, like, the dangers, not the dangers, but the concerns yeah, of early season absolutely. fishing, which comes into when to stay and when to call it when to call it a day you know what i mean like yeah that's what we mean by this topic yeah absolutely and i mean if we were to give some tips let's say 
tips on on what I find works, like because. I didn't go into this earlier on, but I mean, drift fishing, us, demo, or not our demographic, but our method of choice, I'll say, <laughs> is really fly fishing. We're like into the fly fishing scene as much as we possibly can. And like when we're looking at fast running waters that are high, I would say, well, I tell you to watch the waters, watch the waters, watch the hatches. But also at the same time, I find that things that work, even if you're not that commonly, you know, you're not that knowledgeable about what the hatches or what to look for. If you go for anything like a nymph or if you go for what, like a prince nymph or if you go a royal, uh, you can go for anything that's sinking. Even a streamer sometimes can work in a river if you're depending on species. Yeah. yeah, Well, I mean, you know, I say, you say depending on species, but even sometimes as long as you can annoy that fish, it seems like (laughs) it'll come after it regardless. Yeah. But you also have to make sure that like, you're not just casting in fast flowing waters. Try to cast in areas that have a pool and then you're going to try to, you'll probably hook up in the pool before you even hook up in the rapids. Yeah, definitely. Those fish are not going to want to get out of there. Mm. Like the water's just too fast and and they're probably way tired by the time they get into that pool. So you got to look for things that are, you know, signs. You look for those types of signs. If you see like a proper pool with, you know, not too fast running water, Go ahead. I'd say just try it. Oh, definitely. Do a few I mean, casts. You always have a spoon or whatever. You just go for it. You try every pool you can. If, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, early season does not mean no fish. It just means, you know, you have to watch for those signs. <laughs> watch for those signs and, and be smart. Exactly. <laughs> no, for sure. And like, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't know much. Well, I don't know much. I would say before I started fly fishing, I was always spoon fishing. But, yep. you know, <laughs> yep. red devils, different things like that. Oh, yeah. That was pretty much what we grew up on. What we that's grew what, up on. Exactly. You know what that's I mean? what we grew yeah. up on and stuff like that. And I mean, you know, those types, you're still going to have to pretty much fly, like fish it the same way you would fish with a fly. You're, you're going to have to shoot in the pool and then. In high waters? In high waters and then hold the same the thing. Same thing. Because, I mean, even if it's weighted, it's still going to hit, it's going to head down that, that river pretty fast. Oh, yeah. And uh, when we're talking about waders. Let's talk about waders on this. This is actually a subject that I like. I always feel like I sketch out on when there's high waters and fast rapids. Yeah. But I mean, like, you try to figure your way around that, like, so much. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's kind of like the the give or take. Like, what do you, in your opinion, what is the highest water you'd go to? Early season? Yeah. Knee deep max. Max knee deep. Knee deep is pretty. Yeah, is and I mean that's max. If I <laughs> need to, at the very that's least, when, that's when sweat starts coming down. That's, you know? like, that's, that's when like, the worry starts I have, happening. I have to be within reach of shore <laughs> if I decide to die. The sphincter down. is getting tight. Oh yeah, like I mean, <laughs> I would not even if the river is knee deep right across. I would not do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I stay, you know, within three feet of the <clears> edge, <throat> walking down or yeah. up the river, but. But, you know, and yeah, just water, cold water, fast water, bad combination if you fall in. Waiters or no waiters. Yeah, exactly. And and on top of that, to even watch even more, I mean, a river is something, but when you're in tidal waters near a mouth of a river, I mean, if we're just down here and we're at like the bridge or something like that, and the tide starts coming in, that water starts getting so fast, so fast. And I mean, not not everybody, that's another thing, Um, tidal early season is the same thing. Because then you have ice melting and breaking up coming in from two directions. Yeah. Rising tide, they're coming from one end. Tide going down, they're coming from another end. So, I mean, 
you got to watch oh, literally yeah. all the way you around. Watch yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. For us, I mean, <laughs> we're lucky to be in a region that we have both tidal saltwater and freshwater rivers. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and the, <clears throat> I mean, you know, we're let's we'll, we'll jump a little off topic here and stuff like that. Like we we're talking about early season, we're talking about proper licensing stuff like that. But I'd like to just jump into, you know, some of of the cool things that have been happening to us a little bit lately and stuff like that. Like we had an interview not long ago with Redheaded Beard Guy. Mm -hmm. Redheaded Beard Guy. Sorry, Olivier. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that, dude. Sorry about that, dude. (laughs) But yeah, it's a tongue twister. But to be honest, we did an interview and everything like that. And talking about early season, we actually talked about the Cash and Kayak 2020 season this year. We talked about earlier on that, like, you know, with this whole COVID stuff and everything like that, I mean, there's just, there's been a really hectic kind of scene to going say the on. least. Yeah, there's been like a really hectic <laughs> yeah. scene going on for like what is going on with the tournaments and what is going on with, you know, different things here and there and so on and so forth. And I mean, we decided that we wanted to push that out virtually, right? Yep. And like, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm really hoping that we get you know that outcome that we want to get and different things like that i mean we we worked on we worked on the the marketing aspect of it we yeah. we went to go get it you know the unfortunate thing is we went to we tried to get sponsors and everything like that everything was really positive until you know doo-doo hit, hit the, the fan, fan yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean you know yeah. <laughs> but like it just started getting really sketchy and then we pretty much lost those opportunities but i mean apart from that everything was looking pretty good but I'm seeing a lot of, I'm actually seeing a lot of tournaments that are turning into the same kind of format, uh, virtual format here that we're going to be uh, putting out there. The only thing I'm worried now is that the market of tournaments is getting flooded, which would be bad for everybody. Yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping that we get to, to keep good here. And, uh, you know, the, the nice thing is, is that even in this situation, everybody will have a fair chance to get out and do what they want to do and register for a tournament and if they can't travel to where we're at you know what i mean yeah and and you know it, there's not just that it's like we since we open it up virtually even though we're a single species you know type of tournament we're going for striped bass yep which is you know in the same ballpark as miramichi that does the striper cup which theirs is canceled which they, they didn't even by go the digital. way they're, exactly yeah. theirs is canceled so i mean in theory we're right now the only striped bass fishing oh. tournament Striped bass only fishing tournament. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. You know, I think that that'll give us a bit of an you know a, a heads up. Obviously, yes. And I mean, look, I mean, let's be honest with each other. Like, it's been going on for what? This is the fourth year. Fourth Since year, yeah. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, we say fourth year, twenty seventeen, and it's theoretically three years. But I mean, it, it is the fourth installment of this tournament. And I mean, you know we got to be honest with each other and we got to be honest with everybody out there it the first year was a great outcome yep and then it kind of just diminished in in you know popularity yeah. but you know matt and i we jumped into this and we really want to push this out there we really want to get this key you know to keep going because bathurst is a great place and it you know the u-haul beach is just an awesome area to be fishing at yep and i think we that, that we can actually get something going and uh, it's it's really up to you guys to be able to you know exactly. show your volition to uh, yep. participate in this event yep. and uh, you know we've done the marketing aspect of it we've done as much as we possibly can in in terms of boosting this event and you know putting it out there yep. ryan's done his part too ryan from the city, the city of, of Athens. Yep. you know uh, parks and loisir he he 
really put a lot of work into it in the sense of just changing the format, changing, changing the format, you know, making yeah. sure everything was, you know, up to par on information yeah. that's given out and stuff like that. And, and, you know, heads up to that. And, uh, I think, you know, we, you know, we, we did, we did what we had to we do. We did what we had to do. <laughs> you know, we did what we had to do. And we did what we could do. We did. I mean. Exactly. We did what we had to do in a legit sketchy situation exactly <laughs> and it actually still turned out pretty good so yeah. I'm, I'm i'm proud of that Absolutely. to be honest with you yeah no really it, it was nice yeah. uh what i'd like to do right now actually and matt if you want to kick it off on the product of the day all right well as uh well maybe not as anybody out there knows uh because you're finding you're finding us for the first time right now again david with drift fishing myself with bass attack fishing um we both you know like to document our stuff a lot via video youtube you know social <laughs> yeah. medias and stuff we, we we like that stuff we we put stuff out there that maybe isn't the greatest stuff that you guys have seen already but, but we hey, just like it we just like doing it like we like it so much we film ourselves not catching fish i know but once we start catching fish <laughs> our content will get better <laughs> just because these days. you know we are in our early season exactly <laughs> so you know <laughs> you know but yeah early season nothing there <laughs> exactly but um as for our product uh, for today, anybody that wants to film their fishing, their fishing buddy, uh, family fishing, or just generally fi- filming in the outdoors, whether, again, it be with your buddies, your family, ATVing, anything you want to do in the outdoor, your hunt, your fish, whatever. Uh, and, I mean, all of us have probably have it, or most of us have smartphones on us. And yeah. we that's our new way of filming and taking pictures. And, and I'm putting this out there. There's a... Uh... One of the buddies of ours that uh, seems to swear by a certain smartphone, but he has a hard time getting data or yeah. different things like that to so be able ne- to, you know. So he never gets any video <laughs> or the stuff he gets never gets uploaded anywhere. I know. And so, it's just, you know, no names. We're not putting any names out there, but I hope he, I hope, I he, hope he listens to this. I hope he listens to yeah, this and he actually yeah, pins himself out on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So our product uh, that we have with us on most well, on all of our, our fishing and hunting and outdoor trips, is the DJI Osmo Mobile 2 uh, 6, 3-axis? It's a 3-axis gimbal for your smartphone. I mean, these things uh, will just make every shot so much clearer and so much smoother. Well, and, I mean, and, yeah, exactly. You know, it, it stabilizes it, everything. It, it, it just blows everything out of, out of proportion for a standard person to forget the selfie stick yeah that's it you know (laughs) it makes anybody make better videos like i am in no way a professional (laughs) videographer no not at all but these things just you know blow your quality out of out of they blow the quality of your video out out of the ballpark but they don't bust your wallet no, exactly, and and they don't bust your wallet in a certain sense because I mean, what what is it? The Osmo Mobile Two is a, it's like a ballpark of one sixty nine Canadian. Canadian, yeah. So I mean, you know, like you're super budget friendly. Your yep. wallet is going to be happy at the end of the day, even you know in the times that we're at right now. And, and I think one of the greatest reasons that we're putting this out there is because we want to be able to give you guys options on products that you can afford yep. in a time that we're living through now. Yep. Not everybody is working. Not everybody's affording a lot of money or having a lot of income that's coming in. But I mean, if you got some spare change and you want to start something like a hobby or something of the sort, you know, yeah. you've got a phone, you're already paying for the phone. Why not just have something that like, you know, 
ups your game in stabilization and ups your game in, in you know doing different variety of shots you can do time lapses you can do slow-mo you can because it comes with the dgi go app yep and i mean i if i'm not mistaken the dgi go app you can edit right in there you can edit right yeah. off the bat and you can go in 4k you can get all the options that you want to do with the app that goes right through your phone yep if you have more than one dgi product you can load them right on to the dgi go app yep so i mean i know DGI, it's not a sponsor right now. Nope, not at all. <laughs> not a sponsor, but hey, yeah, <laughs> we're there. We and we're use using your, your products. products. <laughs> we have more of your products to come in other episodes. Absolutely, and, and you know, it's it's just it's super simple, super great. And on top of that, they came out with a three not long ago. The yeah. three is a foldable, and even it's even a more cost-effective thing. Like I mean, the two you're looking at fourteen hours, well, roughly about fourteen hours battery life. With a USB uh, plug-in on it, well, a USB uh, flash plug-in, yep, yep. and and also with a, uh, a tripod jack on the bottom. Yep. So I mean, not only can you just you can do whatever you want with it, but like while holding it. But if you actually have a tripod, you just set up on the tripod, put it out in the tracking distance. mode. You got tracking mode on the DJI Go app, which is just phenomenal. It's super fun to use. Put it away. You know, you put it in a direction or something like that. Set it up on your camera. You can even move in front of the camera and it'll follow you around. I mean, yep. there's there's a bunch of videos that show you that. But, you know, we're not going to dive in too deep no. with it. But like I was saying, for the 3, the 3 is pretty cool because it's foldable, it's portable, and it's even more affordable. Yeah. No, and, and I mean, you know, yeah, we're we're talking about this as a, as a hunting and fishing thing. But, I mean, if you do anything, if you're a family man, if you're, a, you know, if you travel, if you do anything, It'll it'll just boost not only your videos but your memories with, you know, in other situations. So I mean, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's a two for one. It's a two for one. Use it in the family. Use it for the family. Use it for the you know the outdoor game. So, anyways, with that, I'd like to sign out and just wish everybody a safe, uh, you know, stay at home and everything like that. I know there's a bunch of phases coming in that are for uh, us. Yeah, for us yeah. and and eventually for everybody else. It's opening up for everybody. So, you know, I'm just. Keep in mind, social distancing is very important to be able to keep our right to be able to continue fishing and hunting and, you know, even doing some outdoor activities like four-wheeling tracks and, you, you know. Camping. Camping, parks, yeah. Yeah. all that. Yeah. Just bear in mind that, you know, it can easily be taken away from us yep. if we just don't respect what we have to respect. And with that, I'd like to just wish everybody a great day, a happy night. And, yep. you know, and so definitely, uh, you know. Stay in touch for some more content. And if you do like, uh, I'm just going to throw that out there because we just threw the product at it. If you guys do like seeing also videos, we both have our YouTube channels. Absolutely. Uh, that we will be making the videos when we go fishing. We'll have our audio-only podcast. Mm -hmm. And we both have our social media uh, platforms being uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. You know. Absolutely. So. so with that, give us a like. Give us a like and, and give a us listen. a comment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers.